This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Future Talk podcast. This is Future Talk. Future Talk. Future Talk with Omnial Saleh and Hani Balkis. Happy Wednesday, everyone. I hope you're all having a fantastic afternoon and enjoying the summer of the UAE. We are very excited to be here with you today on Future Talk, bringing you the latest on what is happening in the tech world, in the UAE, and all around the world. We have big news happening right here, not in the UAE, but all around the world, as we talk about the World Wide Web code. The code that changed the world is up for auction, and it's going to be sold for an NFT. I'm very excited to see how that's going to turn out. Yes, now Microsoft will also end support for the last version of Windows in October of 2025. Now, what is the last version of Windows? Well, tune into Pulse95 to tell you all about that one. In the world of apps, lots is happening as well as we discuss Twitter adding an Arabic feminine language option in the diversity drive that they are currently carrying out. For those of you who don't know, our Arabic language is absolutely beautifully complex. And this is exactly why whenever we are talking to a man or a woman, things can be a little different in the way we refer to them. So Twitter is now going to be adapting to that as well. And we're going to be telling you exactly how. Yes. Now, IKEA and Sonos have launched a new picture frame that has a speaker hiding inside it. Now, a lot of people have their go-to furniture store being IKEA. <laughs> and it uh, looks like IKEA does want to tap into the technological sector as well. Yes, indeed. But if you have an Apple Watch and planning to buy a new one pretty soon, you might just want to wait a little bit because the future Apple Watches could potentially feature blood glucose and body temperature sensors. Lots and lots is in store on today's show, so keep Pulse 95 locked and we'll be right back. Pulse 95. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. Now, the worldwide web code that changed the world is now up for grabs as an auction as an NFT. Now, the original source code for the World Wide Web that was written by its inventor Tim Berners-Lee is now up for sale at Sotheby's as part of a non-fungible token with bids starting at just $1,000. Now, there is no way that it's going to stay at $1,000 <laughs> or at the minimum $100,000. I do believe it will be in the millions as we do know that the World Wide Web changed our lives and how we communicate and do everything forever absolutely and to have this code be up for sale that's going to be whoever buys it is going to be very very lucky and i wonder what they're going to do with it now berners lee he's a london-born computer scientist he's the person behind the well-known world wide web the one that we constantly used to type on every website, www. And he invented it back in 1989. He changed the way we share information and we create information. And it's actually seen as one of the most significant inventions coming right after the printing press that appeared in Europe back in the 15th century. It's going to be interesting because he's not selling it for cash. He's selling it for NFTs, which is basically like cyber coins, yes. if you want to call it that way is a digitally signed Ethereum blockchain non-fungible token, which is an NFT, and it is actually a one-of-a-kind digital asset which does record ownership and includes the original source code and even an animated visualization and a letter even written by the founder and a digital poster of the full code from the original files. Now, it looks like basically it's giving you full ownership 
of that code. So I'm with NFTs is a very interesting um, concept now, mm-hmm. and I'm really wondering in the future what else will will we, we be selling for NFTs? Yes, indeed. Now a lot of people were asking uh, the founder of the World Wide Web why NFT? Why did you choose to sell it for an NFT rather than cash? Well, and his answer was actually very very interesting because he said it's a natural thing to do when you're a computer scientist and when you write code and have been for so many years it just feels right to digitally sign your autograph on a completely digital artifact so and when you you think about it you know he works with code his entire work is immersed with programming languages and signing different things all digitally so it makes sense that when he wants to give that little baby of his away he wants to do so with digital money now the files that he's actually selling they contain 9555 lines of code they implement three different programming languages they have many many protocols that Berners-Lee invented himself For those of you who don't know, he actually is the person behind the HTML language, the HTTP language, and the URIs. These are all, if you're a computer scientist, you'd know what these terminologies are. But even if you're a student in school right here in the UAE, they teach many of those languages to children as kind of like a start for them to enter the world of programming. Yes, now we do know that the World Wide Web was kind of like um, the building block, the foundation of what we use today. I mean, uh, we're on the internet 24-7, 365. I don't remember a day of my life where I wasn't on the internet. And uh, again, this is very interesting to see how this is going to be sold as a commodity, as maybe a collector's item. Who knows? Let us know your guys' thoughts. 4215, do our thoughts, or on Instagram, at Pulse95Radio. We're going to be taking a short break, but when we come back, we're talking about Microsoft's, Microsoft and how it will end support for the last version of Windows. You're listening to Pulse95. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. It is going to be the end of an era very, very soon for anyone who has been a loyal, loyal customer of Microsoft and Windows because Microsoft is ending its support for Windows 10 in 2025. And they're actually making sure that everyone knows that they're not going to be ending their business and operating systems or operating softwares. They're just moving on to bigger and better things that don't involve Windows. Yes, now a new support document has said that Windows 10 Home and Windows 10 Pro, which was launched on the 29th of July 2015 will retire on October 14th 2025 now they they're giving you a good four-year notice I don't know why but it does appear to be the first time the company has actually did something of this kind and has described ending support for their operating system now Microsoft has been preparing to launch the next version of its Windows operating system soon which will likely to be called Windows 11 now so far I like Windows 10 a lot and uh, Hmm. I'm scared it's going to be another Windows Vista. <laughs> well, we I guess we're just going to have to wait and see what they come out with. Now, they're also actually showcasing a lot of new updates coming for their Edge. That's going to be making it a lot faster and in terms of performance. But they're also going to be integrating it a lot better with their teams and many other different products that they are launching. They're also looking to include a lot of AI capabilities to make these applications serve multiple functions at a time. And I think it's going to be a very exciting time for anyone who 
does own a Windows operating system. Yes, now such a change is marked difference from how Microsoft saw Windows when it was first launched. Now, it did originally see Windows 10 as the last version of Windows, and that would be continually adapted after the lack of structure response of Windows 8. Now, Windows 8 was horrible. Mm-hmm. A lot of people stayed on Windows 7. And with Windows 10, Windows 10 did redeem itself, and a lot of people loved Windows 10, Mm -hmm. me being one of them. So I do hope with Windows 11, it will be much, much, much better than Windows 10. So when they do want to announce that, quote, last version of Windows, it is something that is, uh, you know, Worthy of worthy, calling it the end. Worthy of calling it the end. Uh, 4215, do it a slot to our Instagram, at Pulse95Radio. Let us know their favorite version of Windows. My favorite version of Windows was Windows XP. Mm, that's a good one. Now, for those of you who are looking to find out when will they release that next version of Windows, it's going to be happening on the 24th of July. So very soon we will be witnessing that. And for those of you who are just like me thinking, you know, who uses Windows nowadays? Well, apparently Windows still makes up 75% of the world's operating system. So 75% of the world still uses Windows, which is quite shocking when we think about Mac OS and how much it's rising. Still, Windows is winning apparently in the market. Mm-hmm. So let us know which operating system do you use? Do you use the Mac OS or the Windows OS? Our text signs are open, but coming up on the show, we still have lots to share with you as we discuss the world of applications and Twitter. Apps all around. What's worth a click and download? What's worth a click and download now? Uh, not, I'm not gonna say all of you. All of you have this downloaded. I know a lot of people that don't have this downloaded, and we're talking about Twitter. Really? And yeah, a I lot of people no don't like Twitter, <laughs> and I don't blame them. But uh, Twitter has actually added an Arabic feminine language option in a diversity drive. Now, in Arabic, verbs agree with gender of their subject. So it's weird that now we'll see Arabic al-Arabiya, mm-hmm. and then we'll have Arabic feminine and al-Arabiya, but I think it's... Masculine. Uh, yeah, mas- it's, it's, yeah, so like, let's say Hani and I right now are having a conversation in Arabic. <laughs> so we're talking about a girl, we'll say... Uh, so she is playing in the... Uh, playground. Yeah. When we talk about a guy, we'll say So there's always like certain markers in the verb itself that showcase that this is a verb referring to a female versus a verb that's referring to a male. While in English, one verb could be used for both. You know, plays works mm-hmm. for a man and a woman. But in, in in Arabic, there's a lot of complexity in it, but I think it gives it a lot of beauty at the same time. Yes, now in Arabic, we did say that verbs agree with the gender of their subject. Masculine forms are used to address mixed or unknown audiences mm-hmm. and the default in most texts. Now, uh, we do know that Twitter says it is the first social media site to introduce an Arabic feminine language option. Now, the Dubai-based global logistics company Aramix in April did add a similar language option to its corporate website. So we're looking at how the Arabic language is being more considered per se when it does come to adding languages to their websites and to their forms. Yes, indeed. Now, if we think about the well-known option on Twitter, whenever you go to type a tweet, you'll find it in Arabic saying غرد, so tweet. A lot of people were very, especially ladies out there, they were very annoyed that it did not say غردي. So it's the verb tweet for referring to a female. 
And that's exactly why Twitter decided to go ahead and include that. They want to be inclusive for everyone, all genders, all ethnicities, all races. And now, if you go ahead and choose in your settings, you change it from Arabic, just the normal Arabic language, which would use the masculine uh, pronouns to refer to both females and males. Now you'll find the feminine form of that Arabic language with غردي as an option on Twitter, which I think mm-hmm. is actually quite unique because I haven't seen any social media website or website in general do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all They also want to help provide people with different options on how they prefer to be addressed. So this is just going to be the beginning. They are planning to expand it to other languages and and every language is different in the way it refers to its different genders uh, and the way verbs actually agree with the subject. So I'm excited to see how that carries out. I think it's going to be very unique. Quite interesting that they paid attention to such minute details, but nonetheless, very interesting. Yes, I mean, uh, it is, uh, again, just another bid for Twitter to attract more users. Let us know your guys' thoughts, 4215, or on Instagram, at Pulse95Radio. We're going to be taking a short break, and when we talk, come back, we're talking about IKEA and how it's trying to tap in the technological sector when it does come to furniture. You're, You're listening, listening to Pulse95. Pulse95. Gadget of the day. New tech you might want to play with. When it comes to home decor, there's a lot of people who actually want things that are unique, that stand out. They don't want your regular mainstream picture frames or bedding or beds or you name it, whatever furniture it is. People want to be different. They want their homes to stand out. And IKEA is trying their best to adapt to what we all want when it comes to designing our homes. But I'm not sure if this is the most ethical product that they have come to make yet. Because IKEA is actually partnering with another brand known as Sonos to launch a picture frame that has a speaker hiding inside of it. Ethically, I don't think this is this is okay. Yes, and it is called Symphonisk. It's probably, <laughs> uh, I think it's a Swedish word. Probably. And they have been praised as a way of getting into the Sonos ecosystem without the premium prices the company does charge. And it does look like, again, another bid to get IKEA into the technological sector and Sonos uh, for them to get more customers to jump into their ecosystem. It seems like every time we talk about technology, we're bringing the key word ecosystem, because once things start to work seamlessly together, it is very hard to not use them. Now, they have actually uh, before released speakers that were smuggled into lamps and bookshelves. (laughs) And those products did release in 2019 and are still available through IKEA. Now, I don't know what the full purpose of these speakers are. Are they to play music or they to what are they what are they here to do? So the thing is, uh, we know that Sonos is a very known um, speakers brand. So they they're known in the market. But with these picture frames, I'm just worried because a lot of the times whenever you want to record someone, you have to get their permission. You're not allowed to just record someone without their permission. And in the past, uh, the same brand, Sonos and Ikea, actually teamed up to make the smart speakers that hide in your home, whether it was in a bookshelf. And they got into a lot of lawsuits, to be honest, mm. because they were selling well, but then ethically they were just not okay. Uh, they want to try and hide these speakers so that instead of having to buy a separate speaker, 
when you have people over, it's a party, all you have to do is, bam, your bookshelf becomes your very own speaker. Yeah, I think the only time that this would be of um, of, of concern yeah. is if there was microphones. Yes. But if it's on. speaker playing music, why is it an ethical problem? Are people complaining about it? I, I mean, think there were... There were partially microphones maybe in it i'm not sure but i, mean, I if know. that's the case then that's a different yeah. story i mean you don't want anyone to be eavesdropping on yeah. you but again if it's speakers in a in a frame mm, it shouldn't make an issue shouldn't make an issue i'm looking at the design right now it looks pretty um again it looks pretty nice but they even have it in lamps they have it in lamps as well now uh we're looking at the size of these frames being 22 inches high 16 inches wide and two inches deep. Now, IKEA customers say that we'll be able to choose between various interchangeable fonts as well, and the frame will be offered in either black or white finishes. Now, the picture frame is designed to blend into your home decor and not stick out as an obvious tech gadget. <laughs> now, I'm loving the idea because let's say you don't want to have, you can connect them to your TV. Yeah. So let's say you're watching a movie, you don't want to, uh, in general, you don't want speakers uh, taking up so much space in your in your living room. You can have these on your wall, nice design, and at the same time, giving you speakers. Yes, indeed. And one thing, though, that disappointed me was the fact that as a customer, you have very little choice in what art goes into that frame. And I mean, the beauty of frames is to get to put pictures in them, whether it was pictures of family, friends, or even just artwork. But at least initially, IKEA is not going to be giving us that option. There's either a black and white version of the artwork or a colorful version of the artwork. And those are your only two choices. So that's going to be a little bit disappointing. It does have also a long power cable draped out at the bottom, which I think is just weird. Just looking at a frame with a with a power cable attached to it. But at the end of the day, it is a speaker and they have to find a way to give it that source of electricity. Sadly, they have not created it wireless yet. IKEA did say that the speaker has been designed so that just like you've mentioned, it doesn't have to be mounted on a wall. It could be your traditional picture frame that sits right by your bedside table. So if you're getting ready in the morning, you can just whip up your phone, play some music, and it'll be beaming right out of your picture frame. Let us know your thoughts. Would you consider a picture frame like this, especially coming from a well-known brand that a lot of people go for to furnish their homes, to buy home decor as well? Yes, now we're going to be taking a short break, and when we come back, we're talking about a future Apple Watch and how it could feature blood glucose and even body temperature sensors. This is Pulse 95. Check this out. Check this out. Pulse95. Now we're looking at how a future Apple Watch could soon feature blood glucose levels, body temperature sensors as well. Now, this would be long-awaited for the blood glucose levels. Now, this year, Apple's watch could feature an improved screen and updated ultra-wideband support and even more substantial improvements like temperature and even blood glucose monitoring. And actually, ladies and gentlemen, I'm really excited for this one because the blood glucose would be a game-changer for people with diabetes. Yes, indeed. Sadly, these are not going to be coming for a while, but they are a great thing for us to be excited for. So we know that Apple uh, recently, not recently, but whenever they launched their grand reveal of the Apple Watch, it came with an ECG feature in a lot of the countries. And recently they were actually activated in Arab countries and countries in the Middle East, like the UAE, Saudi Arabia, Qatar, you name it. They got this feature as well. 
Now, we're looking at features that are also going to be helping diabetics. And these are going to be coming hopefully soon. There isn't really much of, of any near timeline, but people are saying that we should expect it in 2022. Now, these improvements are also going to be uh, coming as many people have been actually requiring having the ability to automatically log their blood sugar levels without having to constantly, you know, do the old traditional method of pricking your finger, drawing some blood and then measuring how much uh, sugar is in it. So the new uh, blood glucose mm -hmm. monitoring feature and the body temperature monitoring feature will be coming on the way and they were actually big interest during the COVID-19 pandemic. Yes, again, uh, body temperature is very important as we, we would know if someone has a fever based on their body temperature. Now, we do know that Apple was internally discussing releasing a rugged smartwatch, which was aimed at extreme sport users. Mm -hmm. And it does now report this model, which was internally referred to as an explorer or adventurer edition and is unlikely to release this year and could arrive in 2022. However, like, of all, like all of Apple's unannounced plans, they are subject to change every time. Now, it does look like Apple has a pretty decent game plan, and I like it. I like it a lot because when we're looking at extreme sports, hiking, climbing, uh, swimmers, for example, yeah. you would want a watch that could withstand these environments, right? Mm -hmm. And looking at these extreme adventures or explorers watch, a very nice selling point. And... They are going against um, watches like Garmin, for example, which are deemed as uh, those extreme sports or adventure type of watches for those Garmin watches, how they have uh, compass, GPS, uh, elevation levels. They do a lot of things, those Garmin smartwatches, but it does look like Apple wants to tap into that ecosystem as well. And at the same time, have uh, the, the normal Apple watches yeah. do a lot of things that a daily person would need. For example, body temperature and for those people who have diabetes, blood glucose levels. Yes, indeed. Now, we do know that there are very high and interesting statistics when it comes to people purchasing and using the Apple Watch. So Apple actually holds about 45% of or 50% of the share of the smartwatch market. So it's a very, very big portion that they're going for, especially taking by the fact that we have the Fitbit that's widely known and widely used by a lot of people. Yeah, Apple still kind of uh, dominates. There's also about 45 million smartwatches that were shipped in this past year alone from Apple. And that's yet again a very interesting statistic that I found regarding Apple watches. Did you know, though, that every owner actually checks their Apple watch or their wrist about 60 to 80 times a day? Yes. I think I do it more because I get every time I get a <laughs> notification, notification, I'll check my wrist or check my watch. It, I find it pretty annoying, to be honest, how how we can't turn off with the Apple Watch. But at the same time, you can turn off. No, I mean, we can't turn off. You know, you can't as in with your phone. If you set it aside, you're just not going to be connecting with it. But if you have your watch on, it's like you're always tied to your phone. Does that make sense? Like figuratively, you can't turn off. Oh, oh, you didn't mean notifications. No, no. Oh, yeah. Okay. Man, yeah, you have a good point. But again, uh, I do believe that when I'm working out, for example, I always yeah. check how many calories, how much time I've been in True. the gym. So it does vary. Maybe the normal user would check 60 to 80 times, maybe probably 150,000 million times <laughs> because I like to see my heart rate every once in a while. It's very beneficial, to be honest.
Mm -hmm. I need to know. I'll know if I'm stressing on my heart or not. And I always am because I drink caffeine every two seconds. But let us know your guys' thoughts. 4215, door or on Instagram at Pulse95Radio. What do you think about these new Apple Watches? Would you be inclined to buy one? I would probably buy the glucose one mm. for me and my dad. Because uh, why not? My dad has diabetes, so let him uh, always know what's going Monitor on without his sugar levels. Yeah, without pinching himself and letting blood come out of his uh, his finger to check. <laughs> let us know if you would use the the new upcoming Apple Watch that has the blood glucose monitoring level as well as the body temperature level. Future Talk is coming to an end, but we truly enjoyed this hour with you, bringing you the latest tech news happening right here in the UAE and all around the world. Coming up is the halftime show, the only place to be at three but this time it's not with Omar al-Duri it's with Abdul Karim Hanif he's taking over as Omar al-Duri recovers from a very sad surgery that he had to undergo we want to give him and send him all of our prayers and all of our loves and hopefully we will see him back in the studio pretty soon if mm-hmm. you want to tune into future talk once again tomorrow you can catch us from 2 to 3 p.m we want to wish you a blessed afternoon mm-hmm. have a great day and we'll see them tomorrow yes we do wish i want a speedy recovery and we'll see you guys tomorrow same time same place only here on pulse 95 this is pulse 95 tune in live every weekday from 2 p.m